feel, you nostalgic hostages. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't ready for that. What else could it be? Oh, you're right. Welcome to 902 and here we go. The podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all and best believe I remembered this one. I, how could you forget it, There's honestly? No There's no way. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include 90s Music Got Me Like, previously on X-Men, and This Endorian Life. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we are discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 7, Episode 18. We interrupt this program. We sure do. Uh, let's tune in to CUTV. This year, you can replay each day at 5 right here on your very own news network, CUTV. This episode originally aired on February 5th, 1997. Birthdays, February 10th. Chloe Grace Moritz of 30 Rock and Kick-Ass fame was born. I love I her, like her 30 Rock. And she's like Jack's like teenage nemesis on 30 Rock. Do you remember that? vaguely so i vaguely remember that so she was in that fifth wave movie too it was like a ya it was yes bad. it was bad yeah I, I remember that it was bad i did yeah. not see it though yep movies february 7th the beautician and the beast starring timothy dalton and current sag after president fran drescher that's right she's back in the news I know people always forget that she's in charge of SAG AFTRA. Well, it's funny. If this strike would have happened like two years ago, it would have been, you know, Andrea. It would have been Andrea. Right. That's right. Was, yeah. That's crazy. Dante's Peak also premiered with Linda Hamilton and Pierce Brosnan. Look at that. There's your Battle of the Bonds. Timothy I know. facing off against Pierce Brosnan. Wow. Well, I have heard of Dante's Peak. I've never heard of The Beautician and the Beast. So uh, I've not seen either of them, but yeah, I remember them. Yeah, it, Dante's Peak is like a name I've heard forever. I've just never seen yep. it. Yep. TV, February 7th, The Chris Rock Show debuted on HBO with the artist, formerly known as Prince, mm -hmm. as the first guest. Yep. It was a weird time when he was just the artist. <laughs> it um it won an Emmy, and it ran for yeah. five seasons. There you go. That's pretty cool. February 9th, The Simpsons becomes the longest-running primetime animated series, beating the Flintstones record of 166 episodes. Um, as of time of recording, it's up to 750 episodes. Yowzer. It's too many, I think. Yowzer. I mean, at this point, I just want them to go forever. I yeah, want never, it to outlive me. <laughs> never stop. Never stop. I don't think anybody's watched The Simpsons since 1998. I mean, they've got to get going. to at least, they've got to get to a thousand. They have to. Right? Yeah. They, at this point, it would be stop at a thousand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do the responsible thing. Yeah. It's still there's certain things that make me crazy about these TV records, like Frasier, for example. If Frasier would have gone one more season, Kelsey Grammer would hold the record for being the longest running continuous character, but they didn't. So he ties the record with like Gunsmoke or something. And I'm just like, huh. do six episodes to beat the record, you know? If Insane. if they ever aren't they gonna aren't they rebooting Frasier? Not well, rebooting yeah. it, but aren't they doing a reunion? Yeah. yeah. So would that count? I don't think it does. I mean, I guess you could say the number of years would be, yeah. but it wouldn't but be not, It's not continuous it be yeah. anymore. Same with Law & Order on NBC. It was just about to become the longest-running primetime drama, and they canceled it before they beat the record. And it's just like, guys, 
Why? Think of the records. Why? So The Simpsons has to go to a thousand. In it does. It has to. What's even close? South Park, maybe? I feel like that's the South only Park's thing. been going for a long time. Yeah. So probably. Yeah. Probably probably South Park has to Wild. be second. A family Guy's got to be up there, too. I mean, I took yeah. a little break, but still, Family Guy, American Dad. I, I don't know. Yeah. We've been watching through South Park. So I've now seen sorry. more South Park. Ne- no, I've like come to enjoy it. Oh, you're There's there. Still, wow. Yeah. There are still episodes where I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever watched. Yeah. But a lot of times it makes me laugh. So I don't okay. know. All right. I don't know who I am as a person anymore. <laughs> Not sure. No. <laughs> Music. February 4th, The Offspring released their fourth album, Ixne on the Ombre. Oh, that's a fun title. It was certified platinum in the U.S. and triple platinum in New Zealand. They just love the offspring in New Zealand, I guess. Okay. All right. Yeah, I guess so. I've seen the offspring in concert. Really? Yes. They came uh, and did a concert at this, like, um, it's like a, it's a smaller club here, but it's a a really cool venue. But I had, like, a panic attack during the concert. Did I tell you this story? I don't think so. Because of the offspring? No, they were great. Okay. The place is like, it's standing room only. Oh, yeah. There's no seats or anything. So we were like in the crowd and we were pretty close. Like we were pretty close to the stage. But the people around us were just being awful. Uh And we had like drunk people tripping over us. And then like the two girls in front of us. The one, she's trying to get into a physical altercation with the girl standing next to her. So we were being pushed and stuff. And I, like, tried to deal with it. But it was just, like, the noise and all the people pressing in and the smell and them fighting. Mm -hmm. I I looked at Eric. I was like, I have to get out of here. And so he, like, pulled me. It was not easy to get out either. He had to, like, pull me through the crowd and we finally got out and like found a place closer to the back to stand and I was okay. But like, I've never had a panic attack at a concert like that before, but I was like, if I don't get out of here, I'm going to, yeah, that's spooky. I'm not going to be okay. So yeah, that's our memory from the offspring concert, but they were amazing. They played all (laughs) the fun songs. So, all right. So they're all right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, February 11th, Eight Arms to Hold You, the second album by Veruca Salt was released. The song Volcano Girls was the biggest hit on the album. Hmm. I don't know that song. I wonder if that's a Beatles reference. Eight Arms to Hold You was like one of the working titles for Help. Oh. Well, it's gotta be, right? In the Goonies, there's also a song in the Goonies called Eight Arms to Hold You, but I feel like it all kind of is coming from the same place. So who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know Veruca Salt. Do you? Is that a band? No. Okay. Nope. Video games. February 10th. Mario Kart 64 gets its Woo-hoo! North American release. Um, and uh, who doesn't love Mario Kart 64? We were so pumped to get Mario Kart 64. Yeah. It was exciting. Yeah. I love Mario Kart. I don't know if this is a, a hot take or a divisive take, but uh, Double Dash. Yes, Double Dash is the best. The GameCube, like I mean, that's just that's the best Mario Kart game. It is the best. I really I enjoy playing on the Switch Switch because you can get all the different like courses from everything. But we played so much Double Dash. Yeah, it because you can have two people. You can yeah, you just swap them around. It's a great time. I know. I love it. But Mario Mario Kart sixty four was big business back in the day. Like I, I remember those courts like perfectly. The courses in that. Yes. Yes. I like to play either Toad and Toadette okay. or, the, or the two Koopas, the two turtles yeah. um, on the 
baby stroller. Yeah. Because okay. you fly. Yeah. You're just like tiny and super fast. Yep. So yep. I was often baby Luigi in the red turtle. Yeah. Because the power ups, the power ups are the best with those two. Come on. That's true. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay, well, this is a listener shout-out here. So shout-out to Jody over on Twitter. She caught this one in 1983, the year of my birth, Kendra. Nicholas Pryor, a.k.a. Chancellor Arnold, appeared as Mr. Goodson, the father of Tom Cruise's character in Risky Business. Have you seen Risky Business, Kendra? I've only seen the scene yeah, from yeah, Risky yeah. Business sure. that everyone has seen. Sure, the Bob Seger, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of a naughty movie, Kendra. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've, that's what I've it's heard. a bit of a naughty movie. I have seen it. Here's a fact that blew my mind, and I hope that it will blow yours as well. Nicholas Pryor has been married to Christine Belford, who plays Samantha Sanders, since 1993, before their time on the show. So, what? yes. Like, they're still married? They're still married, yeah. What? Yeah. That's crazy. I guess 30, 30 years this year. Isn't that wild? Oh, I love stuff like that. I know. So she was on the happy. show first. Obviously, we met Samantha way back in season right. one. I want to say one or two. Uh, and, and Nicholas Pryor came a little later. But here they got to do these couple episodes together where they're playing like a couple and they're really married. <laughs> I love it. So I love cute. it so much. So cute. They finally were just like, I mean, you guys are married. Should we just like <laughs> do we just get call? your characters Could together? Come too? Yeah, I love it. Great. Love it. All right. Well, let's look at our synopsis for We Interrupt This Program. Yes. Donna Stalker is revealed when he holds the newsroom hostage, forcing Donna on the air with the gun pointed at her. Meanwhile, Steve and Claire attempt to reverse parent trap Chancellor Arnold and Samantha Sanders. Plus, things between Kelly and Tom heat up. And hey, does it seem like David is spending too much time with Chloe? <laughs> I feel like we've got a, what was the other yeah. girl's name that he cheated Ariel? on? Ariel? Ariel? Yeah. I feel like we're having an Ariel of, uh, repeat. Sharknado 2 fame, uh, Carrie Wooer. Yes. From, uh, Sharknado. <laughs> All right. Who's living in Beverly Hills? Directed once again by Kevin Inch. I'm not going to make fun yeah, of his name because, because I feel like <laughs> his whole life was probably that. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin Sorry. Inch. I take it back. Normal name. No comment about his name. Written by John Eisendrath. Uh, as far as main cast members go, no Joey Tata. No Nat this time. Yeah, he's nowhere to be seen. Taking we care don't of even baby. go to the, to the Peach Pit side of Taking care everything. of his baby, I guess. I would assume. Uh, let's see. Recurring players here include Kane Pekoy as Tom Miller. Chancellor Arnold is back here, played by Nicholas Pryor, along with his real-life wife, Christine Belford, as Samantha Sanders. Love it. Natalia Sigliuti as Chloe Davis. <laughs> what listeners don't know is it took me 15 minutes to say that name in the last episode, and Kendra I kindly edited it out. Thank you. expertly edited Thank around you. it. Thank you. Uh, final appearance. I know it's going to break your heart, but final appearance of J. Trevor Edmund as Evan. Brian Donovan as Rusty the Red Herring. We won't see him again. Uh, Coley Soam as Judy, the director at the TV station. She's gone. Art Hindle is back as Detective Rendell for the last time. So we saw him back during the Colin days. He was, uh, right. he was the cop. And he's back, which I think is cool. They were like, well, he's a working detective in Beverly Hills. So bring him yeah. back. Why not? Yeah. Uh, we also have Benjamin Brown here in one-off as Officer Peters. He had recurring roles on shows like Fired Up, The West Wing, and The Sweet Life. Of Zach and Cody. I liked the sweet life of Zach and Cody. I bet you did. 
<laughs> I like the West Wing and Fired Up. I did not get into, I feel like I've said this before. I didn't, I was gone from Disney Channel by the time they did Sweet Life on Deck. Okay. So didn't see like, those that's years. Like a sequel series? It's a sequel series where they're on like a, a yacht. Okay. Like instead of their mom performing at the hotel, now she's performing on this, on like a cruise. I see, I see. So okay. they live on the what cruise. What about, were you an iCarly fan? Are you watching that new iCarly thing? Or is that No, I really time? never okay. got into iCarly. I mean, it. it was around while I was watching those shows, but I yeah. just never really got into it. I read Jeanette McCurdy's book. It was pretty good. Oh, was it good? Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's the, I'm glad, I, my, glad mom my mom is dead. dead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's such a crazy title. It is. It just sticks it in is. your head. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the episode, let's shall we? Let's do it. Boy, we said the last episode, we wish Nicolas Cage was there. I really wish Nicolas Cage was here this time. I really, I mean, what couldn't be improved by throwing Nicolas Cage in the Replace any character with Nicolas Cage and you've got a better show this week. Uh, I need someone listening to this podcast right now to like make some sort of edited version of this and like put Nicolas Cage from different movies like yeah. in the scene. Yeah. If someone him, could do that, please, that would be excellent. Have him play the cop, have him play Rusty, have him play Evan, have him play Brandon. Yeah. You know? Let's see yeah. what he can do with Donna. Just yeah. whatever. <laughs> All right, here we go. We start at a meeting at this TV station. Yes. Brandon says that Donna is going to be returning. So she feels, you know, Slan is gone. She has the permanent restraining order. All good. She can come back to the weather now. So I did we address because Mark was like in charge of the TV station. Is Brandon just in charge now or are we just to assume that he is or what? I okay. He's running the meeting, so but he Brandon was like the news director before, but Mark Mm -hmm. was like the station manager. Yeah. So uh, who knows? I don't know. Who knows? Evan is at the meeting and suggests, you know, let's just like when she comes back, let's like fully underplay it let's not make a big deal about the fact she was gone yeah brandon's like great idea perfect so as they are leaving rusty comes in and he's very upset because the cops came and questioned him and treated him like a criminal and all these things and he thinks brandon like sick to the cops on him Mm -hmm. brandon says everyone was questioned yeah we all got it man yeah it wasn't just you i i didn't specifically send the cops to your door rusty says that you know someone needs to take you down a peg and yeah he's he's kind of threatening yeah brandon definitely the tone is a threat very threatening at kelly donna claire's donna arrives home she i guess had been staying at her parents she's She threatened to do that. We didn't really see her do that, Mm. but she has been staying at her parents' house. But now she's back because she finally feels like everything is is done. Yep. She can go back to her normal life now. Um, Tom was there when she arrived with Kelly, um, but he leaves and they make plans to meet up later for dinner. I guess I felt like this was the morning. Was it not the morning? I was like, I did guess. they sleep together? Did he spend the night? But I guess, I mean, if they're having meetings on campus and stuff, it's not like it's 6 a.m. or something. So yeah. I guess they're just hanging out. Just hanging out. Donna thinks that it's beneath Kelly just to mess with Tom. It is. To spite Valerie. But Kelly says, you know, that's what it was at first, but now I actually like him. Mm-mm. I don't. And she's like, and if Valerie hates it, that's, you know, icing on the cake yeah. for me. 
even if that's true, even if it, there's nothing to do with it, it's still it's just like an off limits kind of thing. I mean, it's yeah. just a jerk move. I feel it like. Is. And I was glad that Donna called her on it. And Donna wasn't like, yeah, I guess you're right. She was just like, this is gross. Yeah. And Kelly was like, nah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. And Tom, he's not there. Like, he just like. Yeah. He always has this look like he's trying to be brooding, but it really just yeah. looks like dumb. So yeah. <laughs> I don't like him. Yeah, I don't. I don't like him. Although, if I listen, if I had to choose between having a season of Tom or a season of Tracy, you know what I'd choose. Oh yeah, for sure. At the Peach Pit After Dark, we get a very like almost sensual scene between Chloe <laughs> and David. Yeah, is sensual the right word? It is. They're yeah, like talking is. and like hushed whispers to each other the whole time chloe is on the keyboard singing a song she wrote which was fine though i get were there like was there a top keyboard and a bottom keyboard i think there were multiple okay because she didn't have her hands on the one we could see so i was like is this like bad editing as far as early song goes it's better than david's precious to me oh sure to me you know yeah listen I had while watching this, I had to be like, "Are David and Donna an official couple right now?" They are, right? I would have said yes. Yes. Okay. I would. So I would say yes. Couple. They're they're dating. They're in a committed relationship. Not seeing other people is what you would say. I. That's what I would say. Okay. Because I don't like if that wasn't true. I don't hate this whole David Chloe vibe that's happening right. here. But like. But not cool. Donna? I, I mean, Donna, yeah. who's like going through all this emotional turmoil, and David's just like, hey, you're young and pretty and are singing to me. Mm-hmm. I don't have any other responsibilities. <laughs> well, David thinks she has a beautiful voice and yeah. that she could really make mm-hmm. it in mm-hmm. the industry. You gotta be um, a star, kid. <laughs> they talk about her parents and how they were very supportive of her singing like at church, but not really supportive of her pursuing a music career in so she's secular world would you say yes, Kendra in, in the, the secular, secular world, world. so she's no. given <laughs> she's given herself six months to like see if she can make something happen and if not she's just sure. gonna go back to school sure you um, know what I'm gonna do that too I'm gonna give myself six yeah. months to become a pop star Take and if I six can, months great. you know live it, it up wasn't, it wasn't meant to be wasn't meant um but David is like you know you've got what it takes like don't give up on that yeah so and they're sitting very close together and yeah. Yeah. At the, okay. So Claire, Steve, Chancellor Arnold and Samantha Sanders are at, are going to this, like, what is it? A conference, conference? of some conference. kind yeah, so. where they can like go hear different speakers, talk on yeah. different topics. And they're staying at a, at a hotel there. Chancellor Arnold and Samantha are very, like very touchy into each face. other. Yeah. And Claire and Steve are kind of like, ugh, every time they see them mm-hmm. canoodling. You know, I always think it's funny how Samantha's level of fame fluctuates to whatever the story needs. Because yeah. it used to be she was on an 80s sitcom, but she's as famous as Julia Roberts. And now it's like, no one knows. No one cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what show? <laughs> Who? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I've heard of that show. Yeah. <laughs> so we also learned that Steve and Claire are not rooming together because Claire doesn't want Chancellor Arnold and Samantha to sleep together. Right. So Steve is going to room with Chancellor Arnold and Claire is going to room with Samantha. Which doesn't make any sense to me, but okay. Why doesn't it make sense? Like, 
if you're traveling with your parents, like you're going to be like, you stay with my parent and I stay right. with your parent. Well, I mean, Steve I guess... said he didn't want to sleep in the same room with his mom. Yeah, I guess. The whole I get it. <laughs> At the peach pit after dark, Tom tries to talk to Valerie is like, hey, let's go for a walk. But she is giving him the cold shoulder. She says, you know, maybe it wasn't a good idea. Work you working here. Your work has been sloppy. Oh, and he says this is because of Kelly. But she says, no, Kelly has nothing to do with it. Nothing at all. And then as he walks away, she says, you know, she's only doing this. She's only with you to hurt me. Fact. And then she runs after him and tries to apologize. But Tom is like, you know what? I quit. <gasps> Kane Pacoy. At the hotel, Claire and Samantha are putting their clothes away. When you go to a hotel, do you put clothes in the drawers? I do, but my wife always makes fun of me for it. So I never I think, do that. I Unless I'm gonna be in that hotel for like a week. But even mm. then, I don't I don't know that I would do that. Yeah. My I don't know if I would if it was like a one an overnight kind of thing, but more than one day, I I would. I would. Well, that's what they're there for. I and guess. if it was your husband, that TV would have been on the second they Immediately. walked in. And Immediately. it would never shut off. It would never shut off. doesn't matter if he's in the room. We're both that way, It doesn't matter if he's taking a shower and I just want to read a book in and, and quiet. That TV better be on whether he's watching it or not. That's what I learned. Uh, well, it's a good thing he and I are married because we're both that way. We like to have the TV on in the yeah. background. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> um. He's in the shower is what I'm saying, though. I'm just by myself, and I just want to read a right. book. You but know he can I mean? still hear it in he the shower. Because he's in the shower. You Doesn't can hear matter. it when the TV's I, we're not on. Gonna, we don't need to litigate this here. I snore. <laughs> we learned that. Everybody has their quirks. It's fine. It's fine. Samantha is saying that she's really you know, excited to get to know Claire and that Steve really loves Claire, and she she likes them together. Yeah. Um, and Claire sees Samantha hanging up some lingerie, yes. like a sexy nightgown. A little negligee, sure. Yeah. At the Hollywood Hills house, Chloe and David are working on mixing her song that they recorded mm -hmm. together. Donna calls and is very surprised when Chloe answers the phone. As anyone would be. Yeah, like she's like, who is, the, who are you? Yeah. Donna wanted David to come over and help her with stuff for her weather segment. But David kind of, she says, I feel like I'm getting the brush off and it's true. Like he yeah. says, well, I'm busy right now, but like, let's get together this weekend and we'll work on it. Ugh. And she, he's like, how about I bring over Chinese in a movie later? But she's like, I don't need you to babysit me. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I can be by myself. It's not a good look. It's not a good look after everything that she's just been through. And oh, yeah. like her first day back is kind of a big deal. But, you know, we get in this episode several shots from above. And I noticed it like I feel like we don't like the, in this shot. It like zooms out to the ceiling and we get like from the ceiling down of her just like sitting sadly on the bed. And yeah. then there was another there was another shot where they did the same like it was from above. I don't know. I just, I noticed it. Yeah, you know, I know what you mean. Someone was I, on the camera. Kevin Inch. Kevin Inch, he's back. Maybe. Uh, I don't know if they were trying to still do kind of a, you know, Hitchcock-y, like, people are not safe kind of vibe. Because yeah. that's usually, an overhead shot like that usually is kind of like, don't yeah. get settled, because it's creepy <laughs> up in here. So I don't know if that's what they're trying to do or not. But Yeah, maybe. 
Well, she's not safe because we cut to a mm. quick little scene of someone loading a gun, <sighs> watching her weather segment again, yep. and loading this gun. Loading a gun. Her stalker is still out there. Mm-hmm. Claire and Steve and Chancellor Arnold and Samantha are all out to dinner. And Claire is just pointing out like every health issue that Chancellor Arnold has, like bringing mm-hmm. up his prostate and just trying to <laughs> not cool make him sound, you know, decrepit. Yeah. Now, Claire's response to this does make sense to me when you factor in that, you know, her mom died and she had a lot of issues with that. And But I don't think they ever really touch on that in here. No, not really. And it seemed like that was kind of missing because nothing else really like she's. Otherwise, she's being weird, I think. Yeah. But I guess, you know, we know it. That's enough. We know. So Chancellor Arnold and Samantha go to get more food. And Steve is like, what? Like, what's your problem? He's clearly, in, like, they're clearly into each other. It's yeah. fine. Steve even says, I want them to have sex. <laughs> Which is gross. <laughs> Very gross. That's maybe a step too far. <laughs> he says, you know, I haven't seen my mom this happy in a while but claire doesn't like it she wants steve to help her break them up because she says your mom is taking my dad away from me yeah poor claire all right she'll be okay maybe at kelly donna claire's tom and kelly arrive home from their dinner date and kelly asks if tom wants to come inside but he says before they do that they need to talk and he asks are you just with me to try and hurt valerie Mm -hmm. like i don't want to be your way of getting back at her yeah so kelly tries to to kiss him and uh have him forget reciprocate yeah Yeah. (laughs) like like she's superman in the old movies (laughs) i was thinking like jedi mind trick oh yeah like this is not yeah and she says you know i don't like valerie but that's not why i'm with you yeah and Tom decides not to come inside. He decides to leave, but he does tell her, she asks, well, what did you do when Valerie threatened your job? And he says, I quit. Okay, so Tom, the only person Tom knows in the entire state is Valerie. The only person Valerie hates in the entire state is Kelly. So the <laughs> fact that, like, this is yeah. happening, I just, you know. It's lame. I don't want to say that Valerie's the innocent one, but in this situation. A little bit. Is. Yeah. She is. All right, we go to the CUTV studio. Donna arrives, and it's her first time back. She tries to talk to Rusty, and Rusty is just not having it. He's like, you know, get away from me. I don't want to talk to you. She tries to apologize for, like, the cops coming and everything, but he's very hostile to her. Um, So as they're talking, Evan comes over and tells Rusty that he needs to leave. So Rusty... Gives Evan the keys. I guess he's quitting. Is that what he's doing? I guess, yeah. Because he gives Evan the keys to give to Brandon, and then he leaves. He's out. Yep. Donna is upset by this interaction, so Evan pulls her in for a hug. Mm -hmm. Great. Back at the hotel, this is like the next day, I guess. Steve is, he's on team, let's break him up now. And so they go to talk to them, but they find them kissing in a gazebo. Oh, romantic. So they're like, we'll wait for a break and then we'll go talk to them. But they like, don't break. They just keep making Mm -mm. out. Mm -mm. 
I'm listening to an audiobook. This is random, but I'm listening to an audiobook right now. Okay. And the person keeps pronouncing the word gazebo, gazebo. Ugh. And it's driving me insane. No, 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 no. No. Who, that's not that's not the word. No one would ever say that. Well no one would he, ever say that. I'm I'm wondering if he messed it up the first time and he was like, I'm just gonna go with it. Every time I see this word, I'm gonna say <laughs> the it wrong. Director's like, look, we don't like it, but we're not gonna record that one time. So you gotta say gazebo the entire time. <laughs> it's not it's not even gazebo, it's gazebo is how he said it. Like Z-A-Y gazebo. Oh. Yeah, that would be a deal breaker for me. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. So Chancellor Arnold kind of pulls away from Samantha and says, we can't do this. Claire is having a really hard time with it. It seems like Steve's not liking it either. You know, we have two great kids. They have a problem with it. So we need to not be together. And they're both like very adult. Like they're sad, but they're not like crying about it. They're just, you know, yes. And Steve and Claire overhear this whole conversation selfish so selfish back at the studio donna is getting ready to go on the air and evan is with her and he's saying it it feels like when she's on the air she's talking directly to him and she just understands Mm. him like no one else does and then he gives her lipstick and is like you should wear this wear this yeah and so donna starts to be like this is yeah, this like, is I'm weird. Not, I'm not, I'm not comfortable this. with this. I'm not liking this at all. And then Evan leans in and tries to kiss her. He did. He connects. I mean, he kisses did her he? face. Okay. Yeah, he does kiss her face. And she like, you know, pushes him away and is like, what like, the heck? Don't, and don't then he's yeah. <laughs> and then he starts talking about, oh, I you know, I sent you all those flowers, the phone yeah. calls. Like, I know you loved it. You loved yeah. the attention. He was like, you're probably upset about the rat, but I was upset. And anybody makes a mistake, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you're probably upset I tried to run you over, but I was mad. <laughs> right. And she at first kind of is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't get any flowers from you. But once he starts talking about the rat and running her over and stuff, she's she like fully understands so brandon and tracy come in the door and she runs over to them and is like evan is my stalker yeah nice little moment between donna and brandon here characters who like never interact but i was like i just bought it like they've known each other for a long time you know i feel like we've gotten a couple moments where brandon has had her back on things but it's been a while since we've since we've had that so brandon goes to the phone and says he's going to call campus police but before he can do that evan pulls out a gun and tells everyone to get down on the ground there's like a bunch of people in the studio yeah um so they all get down on the ground and he tell he has Donna come over to him and he says he wants to say something on the air. So he has Brandon go into the control booth to get ready to broadcast. Yep. He puts Tracy on camera. Brandon's in the control booth and then he and Donna are sitting at like the, the anchor desk. Right. Tracy's running the camera, not in front. Yes. Yes. Brandon in the control booth, like picks up the phone and puts it on the desk and then dials 911. Mm-hmm. And he says to the operator, like, why don't you let the hostages go? Like not talking on the phone, but trying to make the police hear that there's something going on. Mm-hmm. 
and we do see the the police like they do here so that's good mm -hmm. police will be on their way but evan does notice the phone is off the hook and he makes brandon put it yeah, back brandon, on the hook. Well, phone, uh, oh, I don't even, I, oh it's weird i didn't even <laughs> notice that phone was off the hook <laughs> So the broadcast goes live and Evan is there holding a gun to Donna and Kelly is in the student union and she sees the broadcast and like kind of draws everyone's attention to it. Evan wants Donna to tell everyone that sh that he that she loves him. Yeah, she's into him. Yeah. Yeah. So she does eventually sit she's she's having a, a tough time mm -hmm. i don't know i always think about like what would i do in this situation i feel like i'd probably just say whatever he told me to yeah, say probably. as probably. quickly as possible but she's taking her time yeah yeah so well, she, she does say she's it freaked and freaked out she looks like she's in an offspring concert and needs yeah. to get out of there you know what i mean yeah, he's just he's out. not comfortable so then he like pulls out this like log he's been keeping of all their interactions <laughs> and has her read yeah. this log he's been keeping. And it talks about like, she's a virgin and she only wants to give herself to one man. And that's going to be me. And like, I mean, just mortifying stuff to have to read on the air For with sure. everybody watching. Sure. And it only gets worse. Outside the police have arrived and Captain or Detective Rendell, Rendell, Detective Rendell is yes. giving everybody orders. It really is like an episode of uh, of Law and Order yeah, or Criminal is. Minds yeah, or something. something. Like that, yeah. So the police call Brandon and Brandon, like, I guess Evan doesn't hear the phone ring, but Brandon hits the speakerphone button so he can talk. Mm -hmm. And Rendell is like giving Brandon instructions on what to do. Mm -hmm. Evan is just making Donna say, I love you over and over again. Like I she like means mean it. it for real. It starts to take a turn. Like he starts calling Donna a liar. So Brandon cuts in and says, the police are on the phone and they want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. But Evan is not interested in talking to the police, even though they're like, they want to work with you. Mm -hmm. Like right now you haven't killed anyone. You've just held people hostage you need to work with the police, but he does not want to talk to the police. We see Kelly try to call David, but David doesn't answer the phone. So she leaves yeah. a message for him. For some reason, this felt very reminiscent to me of Kelly being in the fire and Brandon being with Emily Valentine and stuff. Yeah. I kind of like was getting shades of that going on here. I think, I think there's, that's going to be part of the fallout. Like I David wasn't there. I yeah. bet it will. All right. We switch back to the retreat, man. What a, juxtaposition between mm -hmm. these two storylines mm -hmm. claire and steve take their parents aside individually and claire tells chancellor arnold you know i didn't under really understand what it means to to love someone and you know let them you know loving them means letting them be happy and yeah. she says that she doesn't want him and samantha to break up which he's very happy about. He doesn't take any convincing. Yeah. He's not like, oh, no, no, it's fine. He's like, really? Great. <laughs> Steve tells Samantha, you know, I was, I was against it because Claire was against it. But also, it feels like you're never around. But now Chancellor Arnold is here and now you're always around. And that's not fair. Yeah, and I so do like that he kind of calls her out. He's like, yeah. now, you're, now you're showing up and it's still not for me. Yeah. So, I think it was a good moment. So she says, you know what? You're right. And I, I promise to start being around more. I, I, I really like her. 
I like this I actress. Too. I like the way she plays Samantha. I, I wish we got more of her. Well, maybe we will. Maybe. 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 <laughs> Back at the studio, it has turned into a hot box because the police have turned up the heat. So yeah. everyone is sweating to death. Yes. None of that's metaphor. This is literally what happens. No. Yes. <laughs> Brandon, Evan tells Brandon to call the police because they're like, it's probably the police are doing this. So he gets the police on the line and puts them like on the PA so right. that um, Evan can Brand talk Brandon to them. Talk, yeah. Evan tells the cops, you know, work on the heat. And they're like, oh, sure. Yeah, we'll do that. Can we bring you some drinks while we're working on it? <laughs> so he sends Brandon to the door to get the drinks. And as soon as the door opens, one of the staff. I'm pretty sure that's Judy. Judy? Sure okay, I was Judy, thinking yeah. maybe it was Judy. She yeah. runs for the phone and, like, grabs it and is like, help us, he's going to kill us. Which, what good is that? That's not helpful at all. I don't know. But while Evan is distracted with her, two police slip into Swat the room. Yeah, yeah, all decked out. Yeah, they slip into the control booth while Evan is distracted. He doesn't shoot Judy. He gets her to put the phone down and, and sit back down. And Brandon gives Evan the drinks. And Detective Rendell says, you know, well, why don't you let everybody go? You know, I thought that was really funny because he's like, all right, now that we've done this for you, why don't you do something to, for me? Why don't you let? And I thought he was going to say, like, <laughs> one, uh, one hostage go. Let, let a couple hostage go. But he's like, all right, I gave you the drinks. So why don't you just completely give up? Yeah. <laughs> So now you turn yourself in. It was such a leap. Let <laughs> everyone go. Okay, I would have started small, but I'm not I'm not trained like Detective Rendell. At first Evan is against this idea, but Donna says they're innocent. I'm the one you want. I will stay. Just let everybody else go. So Evan does he lets everybody go except for Brandon, Tracy, and Donna. Yeah. Rendell asks Evan, you know, what do you what do you need? What do we need to do to resolve the situation and at first he says i need donna to to love me and <laughs> rendell's like okay but but what can i do for right. you <laughs> <laughs> and he says he wants a car so that he and donna can go wherever they want to go and rendell says okay we can do that i just need a little time to get the car he then says well why don't you let donna go uh, Evan says Donna is not a hostage. She's my girlfriend. She doesn't want to go. Mm -hmm. Rendell tries to convince Evan to put the gun down. He's like, "Well, if she's staying there with yeah. you, then it's not a kidnapping. Yeah, but you need no to problem. you need to put the gun down, though." So Evan really thinks about it, and he's about to put the gun down. But then in the reflection, he sees one of the cops, yeah, peeking out from in the, the booth. booth, yeah. And he freaks out. He tells Brandon to get the cops out of there. And he says, I'm done negotiating. Get me a car within an hour or Donna dies. Yeah, that's a turn. It's intense. I was like, yeah. my heart was beating the yeah. whole episode. I mean, did I really think Donna was going to die? No. <laughs> did I think maybe he'd kill Tracy? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't think anyone would die, but... Maybe someone would be wounded. Yeah. And maybe they will. We haven't finished the episode. Yeah, so that's it's true. It's totally that's possible. true. Okay, so later on, they've just been sitting around the studio for a while. I don't even know if they're still on the air at this point. I don't point. think so. I don't think so. But Donna's, she's pretty over it. She's, mm -hmm. she's like, it's over. Just 
give up. And she asked, you know, why, if you were into me, why didn't you just ask me out? Because remember, Evan was trying to go out with Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. He didn't even try to go out with Donna. No, he didn't. Um, and he says, you know, you would have said no. And she says, well, you don't know that. And then she starts calling him a creeper, saying, you know, he's yeah. he's creeped into yeah. her house when she wasn't there. And he's creeping around. And she doesn't want a creeper. She wants a man. Ooh. And, you know, says, put the gun down and be a man. I know, like, we we ding, especially me, Tori Spelling's acting a lot. But I actually thought at this point where she's over it, it was pretty decent. Yeah, I you thought know, so, too. I thought, I thought this was a pretty good showing for old Tori Spelling's acting here. <laughs> I agree. So then he sees Tracy watch. Tracy's still behind the camera. And so he gets kind of... He, Gets in Tracy's face and then tells her to leave. Mm -hmm. So Tracy wants Brandon to come with her, but he says no. He's going to stay with yeah, Donna. I like that. Yeah. So then Evan sits down in front of the the desk, and he's like, you know, crying. He's starting to fall apart. He asks Donna to come and sit with him, and Donna changes tactics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She decides that she's going to to try and you know cozy up to him outside we see the cops are thinking about using flash grenades at this point so we'll see what happens there so donna sits next to him and is like i didn't know you cared so much like maybe we can be together yeah, it's like oh this was sweet in hindsight yeah. i've never been to south america let's get in the car and go <laughs> yeah. and she like is nuzzling up to him and putting her head on his shoulder yeah, pretty good and then she's like, tell him, Brandon, tell him I'm into him. And Brandon's like, yeah, totally. she's been Totes. talking about breaking up with David and telling All me she you. has a crush on you. Yep. So that confirms it, right? Brandon yeah, says so. yeah, yeah. that they would up, break up. Breaking up, yeah. Yep. Evan's believing all this, and he says he wants to kiss Donna, but she says, not with a gun. No, with gun. Like, you got to yeah. put the gun down first if we're going to kiss. So he does, and boy, do they kiss. Ooh. She leads hard with tongue. Full tongue. Oh my gosh. It yeah. is, it's an intense, she's yes. in it, it to was win like it. She was licking a postage stamp in the late 1800s. <laughs> yeah. That's... Yeah. So as they're kissing, she kicks the gun away and she runs for the gun. Brandon tackles Evan. Yeah. And Donna is able to get the gun. And the police come in and arrest Evan. And he says, you said you'd never leave me. And she says, I lied. I lied. Yeah. And that's it. Roll yeah. credits. Yeah. It was right up to the end with this story. Yeah. We went down to the wire. We didn't see any aftermath. I would like to see some extra uh, Brandon Donna connection after this. You know, I would like too. To forged in fire. I don't remember that happening. So I'm going to guess mm. that it doesn't. But maybe it doesn't. I'm just not remembering it. Kendra, what was your 90210 snap? Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll go for the this last that last scene. Yeah. Where Donna kisses him and stuff. Yeah. I'll take it from the I lied. I think the I lied was pretty good. All right. Verdict, Kendra? Um, you know, it was it was kind of like a why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was an intense episode. Yeah. And I enjoyed yeah. watching it. So I I'm thought right with you. The acting was good. like Brandon's like heroic scowl through yeah. the whole thing was, was good. And... Brandon's good in this. I could have used a hero move from Brandon. I mean, he body checks him in the end, but I was kind of waiting for something like if we're doing it, let's do it. 
you know yeah like, I, I but i but i do work. kind of like that donna is the oh, one for sure. who who ends it all yeah, for sure for sure um so so yeah i mean for a storyline we didn't really need it was it was a good resolution to it i guess it but i mean how yeah. much trauma can poor donna endure in her life i don't know like, it's this a is lot. like a, it's a lot it's a lot list of things yeah. she's gonna end up in a hospital but I, I really, I felt the same way. I mean, I have not been a fan of the storyline. I've been waiting for it to end. I was thinking this episode was going to be like, ugh. But no, I was. I think it's a well-crafted hour of television. How about that? I you agree. I and think- I like how leading up to it, it was like we we still didn't know who yeah. it was going to be. Yeah. Like I did fully think at one point, oh, it's Evan. But there were just so many other things thrown in that I was like, maybe it's not. Yeah. Yep. So they did a nice job of giving us enough options and opportunities and like false sense of security and everything. It was, it was good. It was good. And I do like how it was literally the last seconds of the episode that resolved. It It was, uh, yeah, Yeah. I think it was solid. Agreed. Well, uh, we'll be back next week with season seven, episode 19, my funny Valentine until then you can catch me every other week on, but have you tried from the David A. Howe public library? We just covered spy family. Uh, and next time around, Allie's got to learn the ukulele. So that's, uh, Yay! That's what, <laughs> that's what we're doing over on but have you tried you can very easily learn a couple of chords she, on the yes, ukulele. she plays the piano and the guitar so i think oh yes, she'll be fine i gave yeah. her two specific songs that she's got to play so we'll see but i have cool. i have faith in her i have faith in her cool yeah. what about you kendra what are you doing these days well i miss musicbox 91 on twitter and i or x are we supposed to still call it I twitter i don't want to so talk about stupid. it I don't it's, know. So stupid. it's so um, stupid and i'm also the co-host of the podcast 90s music got me like where we talk about 90s music and i believe by the time this comes out our most recent episode will be i think it'll still be ice ice baby and then upcoming we have um if it makes you happy by cheryl crow well i like when we got haven't done any cheryl every any cheryl crow yet yeah i know we keep you guessing when you when you'll get a new episode but you must have talked about uh tomorrow never dies back when you did the james bond we thing. talked about all of the '90s James yeah. Bond songs. So that would in have been Cheryl Crow, "Tomorrow Never Dies." So you, that's you true. That's so you true. You would have covered her there. But yes, all right. Well, I'm excited about that. All right. All right. And then we'll be back here for my funny Valentine. Nine o two, and here we go. 